to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Merton L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week's message is the last message in the three-message series titled, A Perfect Mix Makes True Friends. We hope that you have gained powerful insights as you have listened to these teachings. Bishop Clark uses the book of Proverbs, chapter 17, verse 17, as the background scripture for part one of the message, Simplify the Bond with Love. talk about friendship and uh, I really think it's key for us to know that we can simplify the bond of friendship with love there's some things you can't describe you'll never be able to articulate just love your partner through it that means we have to forgive and all of the things we know that we should do get over uh, get over the past and move forward but at the same time we need God to help us with our love I think I heard John B. Key sing a song, love is in need of love today. Love is deficit. Love doesn't have its own strength. We use the word so often that we say we love potato chips and we love cookies and we say we love people, but there should be a deeper love when it comes to human beings than it is for potato chips and ice cream. We love music. Do you love your children? Do you love your spouse? Do you have a friend that you love? Do you have a church that you love? A ministry that you love? You should have a church and a ministry that you love and that you're loyal to. I talked about reaffirming your oath to friendship. Here's a short poem. Just reaffirm your sacred oath. Obey the law of the Father. Early moment. I'm sorry, early morning devotion, love, and faith are together. So reaffirm your sacred oath as you raise your right hand. Never break your solemn swear. Always follow God's command. Promise to God is uttered, emanating from your throat. Do renew your holy pledge. Reaffirm your sacred oath. Every once in a while, we need to go to the oaths that we've made, the pledges that we've made, and reaffirm them. True friendship requires that. True friendship requires that. Uh, the Bible says that Jonathan, and we're going to go to the chapter, the text that I gave you earlier, but Jonathan actually wanted David to reaffirm his oath to him. Um, I believe it's in First uh, Samuel 18. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with him. That's verse 1 through 4. And he loved him as himself. Verse 2, from that day Saul kept David with him. 
And Jonathan made a covenant with David. In chapter 19, verse 1, Saul told his son, his son Jonathan and all the inhabitants to kill David. But Jonathan was very fond of David. And warned him, my father Saul is looking to kill you. And then in chapter 20. And verse 17, and Jonathan had David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as he loved himself. He needed David to reaffirm or to reassure him to take an oath that he would not wipe out his family when he elevated that he would be a friend to he and his descendants. And we're going to find out that David fulfilled that oath. To Jonathan. We were on a cruise a little over a week ago and um, this little girl came up to our table. Her parent was looking for her and when she found her she was at our table and I looked over and saw this young little white kid. I'm just saying that because uh, she was white <laughs> and uh, we were predominantly black. <laughs> And she broke through the barrier and came to our table. Uh, she wasn't afraid of the ethnicity. She had no fear in her eyes. Um, no one had taught her racism because I think racism is taught and caught by many. You can look at what's going on in the country. The, the country is dividing. The church must stand strong and defend the corporate unity that God welcomes all races and, and all peoples uh, to the cross. And we have to learn how to break down any prejudices in our lives. Honestly, African-American people are pretty good at that over the years, forgiving folks, like what's happening in, in North Carolina and what's going on in Virginia with the governor, the lieutenant governor and folk. If you ask anybody in polls, the African-American community is willing to forgive. Even though your face is black face and even though there's a a Ku Klux Klanman's outfit in a picture when you in, in school at the age of 25. Most black people say we're willing to look beyond that. So black people have been a forgiving people, but we all can grow as it relates to that. I don't have any natural enemies. I don't have anybody that I wake up saying I hate or whatever. I think these things can be taught and what I'm doing is breaking through the barriers. This girl was uh, so free in her soul and in her spirit. She wasn't tainted with the, the venom of racism or superiority. And she stood at our table and her mother kept asking her to, you know, get over here. What are you doing? But she wouldn't leave. And she just looked up at us and said, these, she said this to her mother, these are my friends. You know? <laughs> and the thing touched me uh, deeply in my soul. I want to be like the girl. I want to be like her. I want to live in a world where there's no fear to love. I want to be accepted as I accept others. I think Martin Luther King said it is not we want to get to a place where we don't judge a man by the color of his skin, but by the content of his character. It's easy to say that, but it happens every day. In corporate America, it happens. 
One of the reasons why the young man in Chicago did something that's so devastating is because he wanted more money on his job. He wanted more money. He wasn't satisfied with standing on the, on the mountaintop. He wanted to stand powerful in the universe. But he's probably seen in his arena where people of same talent or whatever makes a whole lot more money for doing the same thing. It's not an excuse for what he did. What he did was very grotesque. And you must pay the piper when you do stuff like that. You must pay the piper. You can't falsely accuse anybody. Especially using a noose. It's the most ignorant thing I've ever seen in my life. Totally ignorant of history. That 60 years ago in Chicago he couldn't ever do what he did. 60 years ago in Chicago, the police chief would never be there. 60 years ago. Do you even use something like that in the city of Chicago that is known for Al Capone? You're totally ignorant of your history. If you knew history, you would have moved in a different way. This is why I'm talking about it. You make more money than your forefather and you're still not satisfied. You're up in lights. You're able to declare and decree that you're free and gay in America. And you don't want anybody to say anything about it, but you're still not satisfied. Let me calm down. I think we need to talk real talk in church and stop just talking this faint, Jesus is Lord of all. I know he's Lord of all, but you live in America. And America has history. And we need to talk about it and we need to let the love of Jesus rule in our hearts. Love can't reign if love can't rule. Thank you, Jesus. And so that little girl said, I want to be, these are my friends. And when she said that something reverberated in my spirit, which sparked me to share with you. What I'm sharing with you today and hopefully we'll conclude this message on today. And so love is willing to reaffirm. I told you yesterday that I love you, but I'm going to reaffirm it today. I love you. I'm not going to have you to tell your neighbor that. But just say it yourself. Say, I love you. Yeah, learn how to say I love you. Especially in the walls of your own homes. Just say it sometime. I love you. If you can't say it loud, whisper it. I love you. After a while, it'll get louder. I love you. Learn to say it. Especially if you have children, they need to hear it a thousand times. Children need to hear it a thousand times. Not when they get A's and B's and C's. No, all the time. They need to know it. They need a thousand kisses. Little girls need a thousand kisses from their mother. They need good, strong, firm hugs from their father. They need to be affirmed by their father. When they're little girls, even as they grow up, believe me, it works. And David reassured Jonathan of his love for him and his love for his descendants. Not only do I love you, I love your children. You can't love me and, 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 uh, and slap my daughter upside the head. 
If you love me, you're going to be kind to her. That doesn't mean that you have to put up with her foolishness. Correct her, but correct her like you want me to correct yours. If you're going to yell at my child, you should be willing for me to yell at yours. If you want me to be kind to your child, be kind to mine. When love is mutual and selfless, the reckless intent is to create a tranquil state of mind. A tranquil state of mind in the friend or recipient of this love. Let me say again. When love is mutual and selfless, its reckless intent is to create a tranquil state of mind in the recipient or the friend that you're trying to show the love to. Your whole aim is to want them to have a tranquil state of mind, peaceful state. Anybody that wants to cause their friend or the person next to them to feel some kind of way, it's not the act of love. Even if you're trying to motivate them to do something for you. It is not the act of love. You always want them to have peace of mind, a tranquil state of mind when you're dealing with them. Never worrying about what you meant, what you meant, what you said. That's not love. They should know without a shadow of a doubt that they're loved and accepted. I took you to 2 Samuel chapter 9 and David asked, after he's elevated, some people when they're elevated, they forget who they love. They only love themselves. I made it. I made it. I thought I saw a um, uh, interview with August Alsina here this week, who was interviewed and he was asked about his fame, and he said, "You know what? After getting here, it's not all that. I got the big house. Um, I can smoke when I want to smoke." I can go where I want to go. I can have anything I want. But I realize that it's not all in this. I said, look at this young man. He said, I have the money, the prestige. I don't even know if I want to sing anymore. I want to do something different. I'm tired of people labeling me with just entertainment. I said, look at this. Maybe God is dealing with the young man. What kind of man would he be if he totally surrendered to the Lord? If he said, I love Jesus, I love it, and I love it, and I love Jesus, and I love this stuff. What if he said, I love Jesus? Who would he transform? Millions of kids are smoking marijuana because, and I love it, he said that. They didn't even know about marijuana, but because he said it, they started smoking it. And I love it. And if you have any prestige in your life and influence, you better make sure you're loving the right things because people will follow what you love. That's why God doesn't allow some of us to get where we want to go because he wants us to perpetuate the love of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Love always produces compassionate action for the recipient. And so David stood there after being elevated and said, is there anyone from the house of Saul, the man who sought his life, the man who betrayed him, the man who tried to kill him, but because of his oath and his love? He said, is there anyone that's a descendant of Saul that I can show kindness for? Jonathan's sake. 
David was fond of Jonathan and Jonathan was fond of him. They reaffirmed their love for each other. So David had to show his love because love produces compassionate action. If you love me and I'm pulling a pyramid, you're going to help me. You're not going to sit there and say, good job. Good job. If you love me and you see me pulling a pyramid, you're going to come out and try to help me. Because love produces compassionate action. You can't watch me work and you sit there and eat. If you love me, you're going to say, I'll help you do that. It produces compassionate action. You see a lady trying to, trying to cross the street and she's really hurting on a cane. Love will make you get out and do something about it. So David said, is there anyone from the house of Saul that I can show kindness for Jonathan's sake? And we know that they found a young man. His servants found a young man in Lodabar by the name of Mephibosheth. He's the recipient of the love. He didn't earn it. He didn't do anything to produce it. But because he was a descendant of the man David loved, grace came to him. We call it grace imputed, not grace earned, grace imputed. Write it down. David didn't really know him, but he knew his father. And so Mephibosheth received the love of David. David was fond of the boy. He reaffirmed the boy. Let me just share something with you. Um, there's no way that Mephibosheth could pay David back. We know that uh, his caretaker, when he was a little boy, got bad news. And when she ran or went to run away, she dropped the boy and his back fell. He fell upon a rock and his, his spine was obviously damaged and he was lame in his feet. It wasn't because he was playing football or because he was playing basketball and his Nike shoe split. This is some crazy stuff going on. One of the world's most attractive basketball players while on the court, his Nike shoe explodes. Even the stock of Nike went down. This is amazing stuff that's happening. I want you to think about it. Mephibosheth wasn't playing ball. He was in someone's hands carrying him and she dropped him. When she heard bad news. And that's why you got to be careful when you're dealing with stuff and stress. Don't carry anything precious if you can't handle it. I said don't carry anything precious if you can't handle it. Just carry a brick. Carry a bottle of water. And if you have to drop something, drop it. But if you're carrying a baby, you better hold on to it. If you're carrying a heart, <laughs> you, need to be, you need to be very careful if you're carrying a heart. I'm sitting back watching and just looking at people. People are not reading the Bible. People are not reading the Bible. Saul tried to kill David, yet David was kind to the man. 
That's the love of God. You want to talk about human love? Human love is revengeful. I'm sorry. Human nature is revengeful. And love, human love is some timing. But God's love is agape. And even if you don't feel it, you can love by faith. You want faith to remove mountains, but you can't love by faith. You can speak to this mountain and God can move it, but you can't love by faith. Yes, you can love by faith. You can look at a situation and say, I choose to love it. By faith in Jesus. With man, it is impossible. But with God, even loving that situation is possible. Hallelujah. David could have been very revengeful and wiped out every descendant of Saul. But because he made an oath and he loved Jonathan, he said, is there anyone from the house of the man who tried to kill me? Not my friend, the man who tried. He should have been my father, but many times he tried to kill me physically. One time the scripture says he took a javelin and tried to throw it at David, but he handled himself wisely. Better keep your eye on Saul. <laughs> I know you're praising, but you better keep your eye on Saul. I know you're praising. You like to do what you do, but you better keep your eye on Saul. Lest he pin you against the wall. He handled himself wisely, never said anything wrong. Another time he tried to corner David and wipe him out. He was so mad with the priest who gave David showbread, he wiped out the whole city. Read it in the book of Sam. He wiped out the whole city. All of the priests, at least 70 of them. 70 men died because he was angry. David comes into an area, comes into an area, says, do you have any bread? The priest says, why would you come here and ask for bread? Where are your men? You're the kind of guy who wouldn't come here without, without companions. David said, well, I was sent. Actually, it's a little lie. He said, I was sent on a, on a mission. And since it was a secret mission, I didn't bring anybody with me. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at 
the word of truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2456. That's reference number 2456. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. I want to invite you to Truth Reveal International Ministries, uh, a place where we are in the business of saving souls. We strengthen families, we shape leadership, and we serve this generation. In coming to the church, I believe you're going to get a good, good worship experience. Your life will be transformed in the presence of God. But you're also going to get a word from God, a word that's going to impact your life for an eternal purpose. And I want to encourage you to come out and visit with us. We don't meet strangers. We just love on the people of God. A smile and a handshake, pressing palms, and kissing our sons is what we do. We love you, and I'd like to see you soon. Until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.